This is Michael Zuber, and I just wanted to thank you for listening to my One Rental at a Time podcast. Did you know that I took the time to document the entire process I used to learn my market and actually still use today? I released it as a $199 online course via Teachable, and it is called How to Get Started One Rental at a Time. With that, you get access to my private Facebook group and can join our group mentoring calls every Saturday at 9 a.m. Pacific. You can find it on my website at onerentalatatime.com. Now on with the show. Hey everyone, how you doing today? This is an extra special video. This is really thanks to the Tony Robbins UPW event I went to. One of the things that struck me is I needed to sit back and review the hundreds of interviews that we've done on this channel. And out of that kind of review, I've really generated a top 10 list of traits of self-made millionaires. So what I thought I'd do is bring my boy Brian back so he can rap with me, talk about it, ask me questions. But Brian, I'm going to turn it over to you and we can uh, go see the go through the list as you see fit. Yeah, cool. Uh, did you send me that list, by the way, the top 10 list? I don't know that I have, but I have them written down. So uh, we'll Okay, sweet. So, yeah, so let's just go through the top 10. We can kind of go back and forth. I'm really curious, actually, what the top 10, you know, we could talk about. Cool. Yeah, so let's start with number 10. We'll go backwards. Uh, again, I... I put the list where there there is kind of an order to it. Uh, all okay. of them are important. I think some of you will see yourself in some and not the others, which is kind of the kind of the deal, right? So number number ten is the self-made real estate millionaires that I've spoken with. They learn from their mistakes, right? That that may sound obvious, uh, but if you're in this business long enough, uh, you've been through multiple cycles, right? I've been doing this twenty years. Most of my experts have as well. We're, we're destined to make mistakes. Now, mistakes don't mean we lost money. You know, many of the real estate investors or experts I've interviewed never lost money, but maybe they missed a deal they should have done. Maybe they placed capital where it would have been used better elsewhere, right? The opportunity costs, right? Mistakes don't have to mean lose money. It could mean waste time. It could be partner with somebody uh, that's not worth the time, right? They're, they're just too hard to deal with could be wrong market, could be wrong asset type. All of the experts that I, I spoke with, Brian, or spoken with, they've all learned, right? They never assume they know everything. And the most important thing about learning from your mistakes is they don't beat themselves up. But what they try to do is they try never to repeat mistakes, right? They kind of see a mistake as education and they desperately don't want to repeat mistakes. That's, that's kind of where I start this list, uh, this top 10 list. What do you think? Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, yeah, I think mistakes almost seem kind of just part of the process, almost necessary. Um, it seems like uh, just doing reps, right? Just going through, just doing the reps, uh, mistakes will happen, right? And it's like, as long as you grow from those, those mistakes, it seems like uh, over time, you'll just become a better investor, right? Mm -hmm. No, I, very well said. Yeah. And yeah, it's uh, a lot of people that watch this channel, they're, they're, they haven't done a deal yet. And you, you have to appreciate that. And a lot of them, uh, you know, afraid or risks or all of that. Um, a lot. And then some of them are afraid they're going to make a mistake, right? They don't want their first deal to be a mistake. And you, you've got to, you got to get into play, right? You got to get out of the Excel spread, spread, spreadsheet. Uh, you know, this market's tough, right? It's very hard to find deals today, but that doesn't mean you can't write offers, right? If you're one of my students, you should be writing offers, you know, like if the house is listed at 200 grand, for example, but a good deal in your market is 185. 
you should have done enough work if you're following my course to feel good about writing that offer at 185, right? You probably won't get it. There's no inventory bidding wars. The house will probably sell for 220. But you did, if you write the offer at 185, because in your market, 185 is a good deal. It's the right yield. Congratulations. You're doing the reps, right? The mistake is, oh, I wrote it at 185. I'm one of 17 bidders. I'm going to go pay 207 and get the deal. That's a mistake. 185 is a good deal. 207 is a bad deal, right? So doing the reps and then breaking the cycle, that's a mistake. Learn from that. And again, I do what I say. I wrote 250 good offers last year and got zero. I got some deals. Those were off market because of my reputation and network. But again, I do what I say. I wrote 250 offers and got zero. Bagel. I was outbid every time. I do what I say. So again, learn from your mistakes. Yeah, yeah. That one's powerful. Yeah. Very cool. So the next one is the real estate, self-made real estate millionaires I know, they own the outcome. They own the outcome. Not only not only if it's a mistake, but if it's a win too. They own the outcome. They, they, they're confident enough in themselves that whatever result happens, they will deal with it, right? The real estate millionaires that I know uh, myself included, we're making bets years, decades into the future. And we're going to own that decision. We're not going to blame others. We're not going to blame the government. We're not going to blame our neighbors. We're not going to blame the bank. We're not going to blame our spouse. We're going to own it. And mm. that is powerful, liberating, little stressful, but it's, it's such a core component of the self-made millionaires owning the outcome. It's easy to blame other people. It might even feel good to blame other people. But if you're going to be in my course, how to get started one rental at a time, you do the work, you learn. I want you to own the outcome. You write a good offer, like our last example. And if you get the deal, great. If you don't, you could choose to bid 207, like we talked about. That's not a great idea because you're going to own that outcome. You're going to own, wrote a good offer, and then you overpaid. But you are going to own that. Don't blame the market. Don't blame the bidders. If you agreed to pay 207 for a 185 house, that is on you. Own it. Okay, yeah. And that seems to stem from confidence, right? Like, I, I know this area. This is a good price. This is not a good price. I'm confident that this is a good price, right? Owning that outcome. Yeah, again, owning it good or bad. I want to be really clear on that. Owning the yeah. outcome could be could be wonderful, right? If you went all in in 2010 because you were doing the work like I were and you borrowed from everybody you could, congratulations, you're probably worth a lot of money today. Yeah. You know, if you bought a house in 2007 or 8 at the peak that was negative $600 cash flow, it was an alligator. Congratulations, you own that mistake. Right. I just want people to realize that if you do the work, you do the reps to steal your, your statement yeah. from the first one, just own it. I, we, we do too much blaming. We point at everybody but ourselves. And right, I, right. The, every self-made real estate millionaire I know, own it. It's like they don't even waste time blaming other people. Like If you're on my channel at all, you know I'm frustrated with our governor of California, but I don't blame him. I think he needs to go and I'll voice that opinion. I own what I own and, and, you know, I have a tenant that hasn't paid rent in nine months. That's on me. I need to, I need mm -hmm. to figure it out. I need to do cash for keys or find a way to get him out because he's breaking the lease rules or something. Um, I, I just don't think 
it's a waste of energy to blame other people. How long did it take you to like develop that confidence? Was it just straight out the gate? Like, you know, I'm confident in this or was it like, you know, after like a certain amount of months, years, probably years. Um, because like, like everyone, when you're starting out, it's easy because you don't know a lot yet. You haven't done the work. You haven't done the reps. It's easy to like today. The most common thing I hear is the market's crazy. It's too expensive. Like there's a bidding war. Well, okay. Buying properties today on the MLS is hard. However, what if you just said, I'm going to do the reps and I'm going to write a hundred good offers. Again, you're going to get zero, but you know how powerful it is to write out. I wrote 250 last year. Mm-hmm. write a hundred and feel good every time. It's just, it just, it builds a, almost a callus that you can just do it again and again and again. And that's just so powerful. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. A hundred percent. Yeah. So the next one is this one's a, this one's, I guess something, I don't know. I don't know if it's a natural, like you're born with or not, but I've seen a lot of, I've seen a lot of the opposite of this one. I generally believe the real estate millionaires, specifically the self-made real estate millionaires that I know and have interviewed on this channel, they're generally positive people. They look for the opportunity and the chaos. I don't know what it is about YouTube University, but there are a lot of freaking negative channels out there and negativity sells. Negativity doesn't cause action. It causes freezing, right? You're frozen. You're still, you're not doing squat. Those, those entertainers talking great depression and f- food lines and, you know, just, just horrible things that, that doesn't, that doesn't move you forward. You don't fill your cup, right? If you're going to be an entrepreneur or self-made real estate millionaire, you got to find the opportunities in the chaos. And there's always opportunities. Some markets are easier than others. 2010 was a lot easier than 2021, but that doesn't make it stop. We've done it. We've done one or two. We actually are doing two deals right now. Uh, it just takes more work now, but you've got to be positive. You got to move yourself forward. If you get addicted to negative information, you're not going to go anywhere and your life's going to suck. You know how miserable you get? I mean, I talked about a crash, like in four videos in December, got tons of views, but I felt horrible. I'll never do that again. Mm-hmm. Right. If the market's going down, I'll tell it but I'm not going to just feed the algorithm because that's what the algorithm wants. I'll never do that again. I'm a positive person. I look for opportunities. I believe everybody can move forward. And yeah, there are bad days. There are horrible events. We lost our 16 year old puppy a couple of weeks ago, tore me up. And, um, but still, you know, he had a good life, you know, the last six months, if I had a full-time job, he, we would have lost him six months earlier because I was sleeping two or three hours at a time. The only reason I could do that is because I was financially free and, you know, I wanted to give him the, you know, that last six months. So find the positive things. Again, I can't stress this enough. Self-made millionaires that I know are in the game for years and decades. And generally speaking, they're positive people. It's, it's, it's an amazing trait to see. Yeah. Yeah. And even building up on the past, the past two traits, right? Like uh, if you're not positive, making those mistakes might kind of beat you down over time. Right. Uh, and, you know, owning the outcome, right? If the outcome is bad, uh, which I don't know, is usually the outcome bad most of the time? or No, I would say generally speaking, the outcomes have been great. Real estate investing has proven for hundreds of years to produce financial wealth like nothing else. It's the best way for the average person. Hmm. Unfortunately, tenants, toilets, termites get all the headlines and people don't do anything. 
I would say in an average year, I have 98% good days with real estate and 2% bad days. Maybe it's 97 and three, but the three, you'll get all the headlines. Folks, mm. there's a reason that real estate millionaires have, you know, that happen. And it's, they don't let the bad days bring them down. They look at everything as an opportunity to learn or grow like the other ones. But yeah, just generally speaking, every real estate expert I have, the hundreds of interviews I've done, everybody's positive. And it's just wonderful to see. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Cool. The next one is coaches and mentors. This one comes to me when mm -hmm. you think about professional athletes or just people looking to get better at anything, acting or whatever. Uh, and I did not appreciate this in the beginning, but when I think about it, I had mentors. It was just done differently, right? If you're looking to get better at anything, look at somebody that's done it before because you could always learn and maybe even accelerate. So for me in the beginning, I had no time, but I was traveling. So how did I learn from people? I read books endlessly. The only way I could get on a plane was to dive into a book because I'm a horrible flyer. Can't sleep, freak out with every bump. But if I'm reading, I could put myself in the book and I can ignore the rest, at least most of the time, unless it's a bad bump and then I freak out. But that's how I got my mentors. I did not have bigger pockets when we started. Didn't have YouTube University. And you know, behind this sign here is a full bookshelf of real estate books that I bought and read over the years. So I got my mentors via reading. Today, you are so lucky. You can find somebody in YouTube University or in, in Bigger Pockets and just follow them. Yep. You know, but but every there's a there's a difference between a mentor and a coach and a guru. Gurus are trying to sell you something. Gurus deserve all the negativity that that word has. I'm talking coaches and mentors. One yeah. rental at a time is my story and I own it. I only talk about what I know. I don't talk about wholesaling. I probably get lots of views and I could probably sell a wholesale course, but I've never done it. I won't do that. I know how to buy one rental at a time. I know how to buy on the MLS. I know how to raise private money. I know how to do a 1031 exchange. I can help you learn a market. I never lived in Fresno. I know what it takes to learn a market and make you learn average and then do good or great deals. I know what it's like to change your financial future. I know what it's like to go from spending 100% of your income to 50. Everything that I talk about and teach, I've done. That's what I think a coach or mentor is. And now I'm learning how to get other help, right? How, how to help grow YouTube, how to do another book. You know, you could always look to grow. Uh, today, it's easier. The unfortunate part today is it's easier to get the gurus, right? I think, right, I think, right, there's, yeah. I think there's entertainers out there that are making a gob of money. Not really helping, but that's, you know, that's, that's unfortunate. I'm only going to stay in my lane, help who I can, uh, have an amazing private Facebook group for those that want to join. But yeah, I think, I think the real estate millionaires that I know, they all have coaches and mentors, um, some paid for, some free. It's, it's pretty, pretty consistent. Hmm. Yeah. I've seen this idea float around a lot of, you know, find the one person in your area or, you know, the, the five people in your area that are, you know, the 1% performers in your market. Mm -hmm. uh, and just like, Hey, you know, you want to grab some coffee. You want to do a zoom call. Um, do you think that idea still applies today? It seems like it's a little bit harder to do, um, but it's still possible. Oh, it's absolutely possible. Right. The worst thing they could say is no. I mean, I'll take my example, right? So I published this book behind me in like January of 18. Um, 
the first couple of months, I said yes to every request for my time because it wasn't crazy. But, but by June or July of that year, it was, I just, I fundamentally, there was not enough time in the day to say yes to everyone. So I've had to start saying no. And ultimately what happened is I had to create the course, how to get started one rental at a time. Cause everybody asked the same question. How'd you do it? How'd you do it? How'd you do it? So I took six weeks of my life to create it. And now I feel great that I've done a thousand students plus doing deals every week. It's amazing. That is, that is the most fun for me when I get a text or a IG message. I did a deal. I did a deal. Um, so yeah, you can, you just got to seek them. If you're lucky enough to be in the same market as someone, uh, whether it's coffee or lunch or dinner, offer to offer to do a trash out. You want to go, you want to get some brownie points with somebody, offer to give physical labor, right? If, if you're a wholesaler or a flipper, like I just closed on two properties that need to be trashed out. You want to get my time. All right, well, go do help, go help my team with a trash out. And, you know, I'll give you, I'll give you two hours of my time. It's just be creative, add value, mm, buy mm. me a cup of coffee, not going to move the needle, but meeting me on a job site, that might, that might move the needle. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. That's powerful. Yeah. So next up is your personal network and really the evolution of said personal network. Mm. I did not appreciate this. And it wasn't until I thought about my real estate investing self-made millionaires that it came to me. And that is the people that are your five closest friends today probably won't be your five closest friends when you're a real estate millionaire. You individually evolve and so do they. I only have one friend that I consider to be in my, my circle of top 10 from 20 years ago, mm, only mm. one. And I would tell you my list of my top five probably has changed three times as we've evolved, right? We went from being very single family to multifamily to private money to you know, talking with, you know, Uber family offices and all of that. You, you just, you, your network needs to change. If it doesn't, it's going to be an anchor. One of the real, one of the real estate millionaires said it best. If you're the smartest or the richest person in the room, you need a new room. <laughs> That's just kind of eye-opening, right? And, you know, it's nice to, you know, support your friends and be there for family if they're there, but they don't have to be your top five. Right. Just know that it's going to have to change. And again, I, lots of people reach out to me and I'm like, well, who are your top five friends? And they're like, oh, they're playing video games and smoking weed all the time. I'm like, okay. well, I can tell you what your outcome is going to be unless that changes. Cause it's really mm. hard to play video games and, and smoke weed and become a self-made millionaire. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 No, yeah. That's uh, I mean, you know, the, the common, uh, what is it? The cliche where they say, you know, show me your five closest friends and I'll show you, you, you know, the next five years of your life or whatever. Yeah. Um, I truly, truly believe um, building that powerful circle of friends, people that kind of like are your uh, jogging partners, so to yeah, speak, you know, your, you, your, uh, uh, you know, whether it's business or intellectually or, or whatever yeah. it is, uh, find, how is, what's the best way to find those type of people or those like-minded people? Is it just going to like, um, you know, networking events or do they kind of just spontaneously just appear? Well, I think, I think you, need to, you need to own some of that back to one of our earlier points. You need to figure out where you're weak, mm. right? And then go seek that, right? Back to kind of controlling your network. And they will spontaneously appear. It's just an amazing thing when you put it out in the universe, right? Like mm. you wanted to seek private money or a private money experience, right? That's your weakness because the market is going that direction. 
you identify that and you start seeking it. You start going on bigger pockets or YouTube University and you start reading books and pretty soon you're going to find three or four people in your area and you know one will just click with you. It's just an amazing thing that that, that can happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, interesting. Cool. Yeah, so the next two if it, I believe they're a difference, but some people may hear them the same. So I will talk about them together, but realize I see them separate. Okay. One is called sacrifice and one is called delayed gratification. Again, I think they are very different. So let's talk about delayed gratification first. I believe delayed gratification is usually about stuff. For me, that was my dream car, right? D delayed gratification for me was, you know, I want to go buy a Mercedes-Benz SL550, twin turbo, two-seater, hardtop, you know, just a, just a fun car to drive. It's a six-figure car. I could have financed it 15 years ago, but that's not what I wanted. I did not want to increase my monthly expenses. I didn't want to pay the ungodly insurance. I just, I could have, but I wanted to delay that until sometime in the future. So yeah. that's delayed gratification. Now let's tie that in with sacrifice. Sacrifice is emotional. It's an event. It's something you can hold on to. For example, for me, the best example I have is sacrificing where we lived, right? So we bought a condo in 1999 and we never left. I'm still, I'm talking to you, it, to you from it today. And the reason it was a sacrifice is we could have upgraded our home several times. We wanted a backyard. We wanted a better school system for our daughter, but we sacrificed that. And it came home to roost after going to a housewarming party for somebody who reported to me. They lived in the area we could have. They had the backyard that we mm -hmm. wanted. And I remember driving home and breaking down in tears because we had sacrificed at this point eight or nine years. Mm. And Olivia literally had to drive home because I was not in an emotional state to drive home. And then we got home and we looked at what we had and where we are on this journey. It was truly a sacrifice for our entire family. Teresa wasn't in the best school system. Uh, we, we didn't have the biggest house. We, we were three people uh, in, a, in a small three-level condo. Um, so again, sacrifice to me is usually in a, you know, it's time or emotion. Delayed gratification is a thing. Like Teresa will never be able to go back to grade school or junior high or high school in a better school system because we chose to stay where we were. That's a sacrifice we made, All right? You can't get it back. A Mercedes SL550, yeah, you can get that sometime in the future. So that's why I see delayed gratification and sacrifice is very different. The self-made millionaires that I speak with all the time see them different. So again, I do not think they're the same thing. I think they are definitely different. Mm -hmm. uh, do you think that delayed gratification and real estate investing are usually tied together most of the time? Because it seems like real estate is a way to like build wealth slowly over time right so it's like the ultimate delayed gratification sure um and is that is that why a lot of people kind of get turned off by real estate investing is because it's kind of like a slow way to build wealth yeah when, you know it's like no no, no i want to get rich tomorrow you know yeah and you're leading right into the next one but absolutely right Del oh, real yeah. estate's a get rich slow business but it is a get rich for sure business right if you go into this with a mindset it's going to take me 10 years the world will open up, right? It, it does. It, our experience the first six or seven years, like, dude, nothing's happened, right? Nothing's happened. Year mm. eight through 12, uh, interesting, 
12 through 15, holy shoot, we did that? Right? It's, it's definitely a get rich slow business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Yeah, so the next one is to your point, all the real estate investing self-made millionaires that I know, they think in years or decades, not days, weeks, or months. We are in an environment where instant gratification is everywhere. We are in an environment where the gurus, and I use that word on purpose, are selling you the easy button. It doesn't exist. This, the, the come to my 90-minute seminar because I'm going to show you how to magically buy stuff at 40% off doesn't exist. They're, they're, mm. they're preying on your want or belief that there's some kind of magic formula that only the rich have figured out and they're going to tell it to you. Doesn't exist. All the real estate millionaires I know think in years or decades. Every house we buy, we think we're going to own forever. It's just why it's just how you think. And then you let inflation and fixed rate debt and mortgage pay down and rent increases and all these other things help you and build long-term wealth. If you're going to follow one rental at a time, do the work, all of those things, I want you to plan to own this stuff five to 10 years minimum. Otherwise, why bother, right? Mm-hmm. Um, get in this thing for, for, the, for the long haul. Yeah. Is it tough to get people excited? I think it's really, really, you know, it's, it's the best mindset to get excited about, you know, okay, in 10 years, this is going to pay off, right? But it seems like a lot of people get excited. Okay, no, no, in two months, you know, in one, in, in a week, you know, this is going to pay off. How do you like make that switch? Is it, is it, can you do that? Or are you just kind of born with that? No, I think you can. And that's a, that's a weakness of this channel today and a weakness of my story. I've done a very poor job of communicating the emotional state that I was in when we started. I'll try mm-hmm. to do it here, right? So I was 30 years old just coming off a six-figure loss in the stock market. Mm. I was defeated. I was broken. I wanted a better financial future, but I didn't know how. I wasn't an athlete. I wasn't going to create a company, but I wanted a better life for my family. And I just didn't know. I thought stocks were the answer. It's not. It's a casino and I don't have the playbook. That's unfortunate. I think a lot of people are going to suffer that in this crisis. But thankfully, real estate is there. Real estate investing, if you have a mindset of a decade and you do the work, like everything we talk about in this list, you can change your financial future. I do not promise financial freedom because I don't think most people watching this channel will sacrifice long enough. But I do talk about getting four rentals. If you get to four rentals and you buy nothing else, in 20 or 30 years, your financial life will be fundamentally changed forever. You will probably have four assets or thereabouts free and clear. They will be printing money every month. Your life will be different. I can promise you a better financial future if you do the work and you do four or four good or great deals. But I need to make that emotional connection. I know where you are. I was working crazy hours. I had no time, but I wanted a better life. So I figured it out. 10 to 20 minutes a day is all it takes. Can you find 10 to 20 minutes a day to do the work? We're going to find out because I got two more things for you. But it's really that emotional connection that I need people to realize that, that I had it. I was broken when we started. And I need to, I need to share that more, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 cool. 
All right. So number number two and number one are related. I call it, I, I consider them one A and one B. So we'll do one B first. That's daily execution. I've looked at my market nearly every day for 20 years. If you're one of my students, you know, again, step one, step two, one A, one B is you got to do this daily. I want you to commit 10 to 20 minutes a day. I believe a couple of things are true. First, I believe most people watching this that have zero, but they're interested, they're spending gobs of hours every day on YouTube University and bigger pockets, and they're not getting anywhere. They're trying to go five different places at the same time and doing nothing. You need to focus. If you give me 10 to 20 minutes a day, hit your market, move on with the rest of your day. You've, you've accomplished your goal. Check the box. I learned a market I've never lived in. I've learned a market I've never been at. And I did that because I focused on a very small set for three years. I didn't expand for three years. Just focus, folks. Folk, daily mm. execution, daily execution. Get better every day. Too many people are going, I want to flip. I want to wholesale. I want multifamily. I want to be in Cleveland, Detroit, Huntsville, Austin, California. Stop the madness. Daily execution and focus. And focus is 1A. I talked about it yesterday. You got to focus. For me, that was a zip code and a market and an asset type and a size. So focus, 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 and then look at it daily. And that's it. Those, those mm -hmm. are 1A and 1B. Yeah, that, that seems to like tie into this idea. And, and perhaps this is like all of the traits combined, this like compound compounding effect of just like doing the reps every single day, even if it's just like 15 minutes, exactly. 15 minutes times, you know, 365 is like, you know, a, a lot of time putting it right. If you do like 20 pushups a day for, you know, 10 years straight, right? Yeah. Just 20 pushups a day. I mean, that's, that's going to compound nicely, right? Exactly right. Um, All of these compound on each other. It all starts with focus and daily execution. I know two things to be true. Most of you are actually going to save time. If you added up all the time you are spending now real, on real estate investing, it's probably four or five hours a week, at least. All I want is 20 minutes a day. It's like two and a half hours. And mm. what's going to happen is you're going to get a little bit better every day. A mm. little bit better every day. And you're going to enjoy life more. How do you like spending four or five hours and going nowhere? The opportunity cost of that is nuts. Go mm. exercise. Go spend time with family. All I want is 10 to 20 minutes a day. Now you got to take the course. You got to build your spreadsheet. You got to learn with averages, all these other things. But dude, it is freeing. It's empowering. How to get started one rental at a time starts with focus and daily execution. Then everything else happens after. That's why 1A and 1B are so important. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then once you get, so you said four rentals, right? Is, is fundamentally life-changing. Life-changing. Just, get, just getting to that one right, is, is probably usually the toughest. But then once you get to one, two is a little easier, then it's easy to get to three, then four, right? Yeah, that's why, I'm, that's why I got to be, I got to get people to connect to my emotion. I think if I share the emotion and how broken mm. I was at zero, it can help people realize that, you know what, this guy really means it. He's going to help me get to one. If I can get you to one, I can get you to four. If you get to four and you want to go to 10, rinse and repeat, keep going. But you know what, if you get to four and you stop, I want to congratulate you. I want to give you a high five because you did it. You got off zero. But to be clear, in today's market, back to the earlier points, if you just write a good offer and get denied, 
I want to get, I want to give you a high five because you're doing the work, you're doing the reps. So yeah, this, this is, this is key. These 10 traits are pretty important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How long do you think it'll take? It would take someone starting from nothing just to get to one. If they put in the work, they're really motivated, realistic, realistically speaking, right? I would say, I can tell you this. I think anybody can learn what a good or great deal is in 60 days. Then it's based on where you are, what's going on in the market, how much cash do you have, you know, all these other questions. I, I can't control that. What I can control is what I teach. And what I teach is learning your market. I believe everybody, if they executed 10 to 20 minutes a day for 60 days, will be able to tell me what an average deal is. And once you know mm-hmm. average, the world is your oyster. So 60 days is the answer to the, the net of your question. Got it. Okay, cool, cool, cool. All right, man. I appreciate you doing this with me. I was going to do these in daily chunks, but I just wanted to get them out there fast. So Brian, yep, thank yep. you for doing this, man. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much. This was uh, really, really impactful. I learned a lot. Appreciate it. All right, buddy. Take care. Thanks.